brought to you by the Center for the Arts of Greater Lapeer. The PIX podcast showcases the best of the PIX Theater and Gallery 194's featured artists, musicians, and entertainers. We are the Center for All Things Art and Entertainment in Greater Lapeer. Here's your host, Jill Lynn Lyons. Good morning, California time, and thank you so much for being on the PIX podcast with me today. Our guests today are Brandon and James. Brandon, James, and James Clark. They are going to be at the PIX Theater on April April 16th. Yes, right around the corner. So the name of the show is Bach to Bieber and my understanding is you were both classically trained musicians. Yes, yes, I am an opera, a trained opera singer uh, and a pianist as well, and have been playing piano for a long time and, and singing. I studied at the San Francisco Conservatory of Music, did my undergrad, and then sort of been singing around the world since then. And then James and I've been working together for the last six years. Yeah, it's true. And you've had a different classical journey. Yeah, so I'm a cellist, and uh, most string players start when they're pretty young. So I actually began on violin at, I guess I was eight, and then my teacher kind of pushed me into playing the cello a year later, and that's been my life ever since. I'm very grateful for her, actually. She said I had long, lanky cello fingers, and I'd be better suited to that. So that's that's why I play the cello. (laughs) (laughs) like the thing around all through high school and college and now all over the world (laughs) that's fantastic so when you both started and decided that this that music was the path professionally was it classical brandon you said you were trained vocally what musical theater ever a part of it or was it opera i I worked mostly in opera at, at the metropolitan opera new york and lyric opera chicago closer to your turf and LA Opera and played a lot of small roles around the country and in, and in Europe and stuff like that. So it was always opera. I've always had a, a love for for popular music, however, Broadway being included in that and also, you know, radio friendly songs from across many different decades. I was trained classically because sort of the direction that my mentors pushed me in and said, you'll learn a lot. It's a great foundation. Your voice suits, it suits your voice really well. And I don't regret that at all, but I really like doing what I'm doing now, as opposed to being in the buttoned up, straight-laced opera world that I was at. That, that was what I was leading up to, because from Bach to Bieber, that's that's quite from one end to the other. So when did you start to embrace the that you could also sing the songs that you like, you know, the popular ones professionally? Really, I started to embrace it after going to so many different auditions and of all kinds for television, for Broadway roles, for all kinds of different things. And people would always comment about my vibrato. Uh, and they say, well, can, can, can you make that a little, can you make it a little more straight tone? Is there any way we can, you know, your voice sounds so legit with the vibrato. And, and I thought to myself, well, why can't I just sing with the voice that I was given and that I've trained and worked so hard for, and certainly someone out there is going to like it. So the reason we call our show From Bach to Bieber is because our repertory is so varied. It's like bipolar almost or <laughs> all over the place. And that's because James and I started playing in a piano bar in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh, fun. So I went from like the Met to America's Got Talent to a piano bar. <laughs> it just <laughs> happened that way. And our repertory became so varied because we 
we started working on things that people requested from us. And that's what's made us so eclectic and I guess versatile by by it's force true. really at first. And but if, yeah, but to people we cover that whole gamut. We will and we do we like to mash things up musically. So we'll put Elton John and Bach and Benny King together, or we'll put um, like the Eagles, but with a tango feel, you know, like we kind of bring our classicism into the the really familiar pop and rock world and a bunch of Broadway tunes as well, but kind of give it a fresh take so that it's, it kind of represents who we are and, and people are genuinely left, I think, surprised, but excited by it. You know, they're like, oh, wow, that was really cool. I wasn't really sure what to expect, but that was really cool. That's kind of one of the comments we get most of the time because we, a lot of people don't know who we are and from Bach to Beaver tells them a little bit, but not a not lot. So people always come, yeah, not sure what to expect, <laughs> but I, I'm <laughs> pleasantly surprised by the end of it. I know when I was booking shows last year and I came across you, I knew nothing. And it was like, well, they're just fun and they're good. I mean, the, the classical training does come through. You can always tell someone that has that, but it's, which is wonderful. And I was like, well, this is fun. I just have to convince people that they, they're going to love it once they get here. Yes. But I mean, for cello, for cellists, learning classical, like in going through doing my undergrad in Australia and then my master's in California, classical cello is the only option for you. That's not like I, it's not like I can study jazz cello, even though actually I went to a great school in California that had a really good jazz program. So I was able to take an elective in improvisation, which definitely is a big part of <laughs> the reason we sound like we do, because I learned a little bit of that language and, and the kind of skills needed to, to not play in an orchestra, which is kind of one of the only options if you're a cellist and you don't want to be a soloist. So yeah, classical music is without a doubt my foundation, but I, I definitely use it in unorthodox methods and ways <laughs> now to create the music that we play. Well, it is. It's a great foundation. And it, I think it gives you a lot of freedom because you have all of those. <laughs> you got all the tools at your at your fingertips and then you can kind of do what you want with it. So tell me more about this, the piano bar, how this all came together, because it is kind of a, a roller coaster of a ride of different types of venues. It is strange. When I finished uh, as a finalist on America's Got Talent, I left Lyric Opera of Chicago, where I finished my fourth contract and moved back to Los Angeles, where I grew up, to try my hand at something more commercial, something that might suit my personality a little bit more. And I was struggling a lot, if I'm, if I'm being honest. It's not as easy as it looks for sure and I was kind of starting over from from ground zero because I wasn't interested in going to any classical auditions at that point so I just was looking on Craigslist randomly this was probably 2014 2015 for for a job and I I saw this this someone was looking for a piano bar singer in Santa Fe and I never really played a lot of piano for myself publicly but always have been a pianist and enjoyed playing so I thought I'll reply and see what happens. Santa Fe is one of those people that or places that a lot of people go to sort of find themselves. And I was in this transition period and it just seemed like the right thing to do. And shortly after I had maybe a six week contract there, I had met James, hired him for a, a, as a musical director. He's an arranger as well for something, a concert that we were doing in Palm Springs. And we played one thing with the cello and the vocals and piano, I think it was Hallelujah, right? Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. And people oh, reacted in yeah. such a way that we thought, maybe we have something here. Maybe we should just keep trying this. So we did. I'm so glad that you did. 
us too. It is an unusual thing that we're trying to do. Because instead of just, you know, often the, the, the vocals, and rightly so, take the, the kind of main spot in a group and then everything else came as an accompaniment, we tried to really be a duo where both of us have equal voicings. It's kind of, uh, it's a tricky thing to do to give a cello a voice when it doesn't have lyrics to be able to use. <laughs> but the cello and the tenor voice are so similarly matched is in range. I mean, you have a higher... True. I do in the end, but so it, the blend is, is quite magical sometimes. I think a lot of people are surprised when they come out of one of our shows and they laugh. We don't, they laugh at us a lot. I mean, they laugh <laughs> with us, I guess. They think we're funny and we don't really consider ourselves funny, but I guess not comedians, but people think we are. So they're not expecting comedy and pop music when they look at our photo and see a cello. They, they might think it's very formal kind of yeah it's not a stuffy classical show that's for sure it's anything but (laughs) i must say i think that's probably why they're laughing because like i said it's just it was happy it was joyful and i think that that's more so than than your comedy act (laughs) yeah it's just how much it's fun the the combinations are fun and in some cases kind of funny that you would think to put some of the things together that you do. Yeah. yeah. You want to give the our listening audience kind of an example of what they might be hearing from Bach to Bieber. Do you have anything to play? I don't. We are we're staying at a friend's house in Los Angeles. Yeah. They're both working from home at the moment. They're in conference calls in the other room. So but we could tell yeah. we could tell them what they might be able oh, to Yeah. Oh, you're yeah, asking. I that'll you work. Yeah. Us to maybe give you a little musical sample at the moment. No, that's okay. Um, let's see what's on our program. There's everything. The Eagles, as we mentioned, there's Hallelujah is on there. Oh, good. Yay. <laughs> I like to sing a lot in Spanish and Italian and French in particular. Now we're doing a version of Unchained Melody, which will be in Spanish and Italian. Yes. Hallelujah will be in Spanish and English. Musical shows that are represented include Phantom of the Opera. With this big giant seven minute medley from Fan of the Opera that's really virtuosic for the cello and covers all the great songs in the show. So we'll definitely be doing that. There's some old American songbook. Fantastic. Options in there. Oh, Lady well. Gaga. There's some Lady Gaga. There's some Simon Garfunkel. There's some Queen. Wow. No patrol. There's some Beethoven. <laughs> there's some, there's some Piazzolla as a Brazilian composer. It's we're all over the map. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that you went from Lady Gaga to Beethoven. <laughs> it's like from Bach to Yeah, that's exactly different. <laughs> yeah. That's why you have people giggling in there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm so very very excited and very happy that you agreed to come to Lapeer. I think it's going to be it, 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 in a public sense. Yes, we played some private things in Escanaba. Awesome. Oh, Escanaba. Oh, yeah, which is practically cool. another country. I know in the UP, <laughs> like in the map, it's like yes. up here in the gunpoint bit, right? See, you've got you've got the Michigan hand thing. Down. Yeah. <laughs> As an Australian, I need all the geography help I can get. <laughs> well, you're going to be in the southeast corner. We're considered the thumb area of michigan thumb. oh good okay the thumb yeah i've never even been anywhere near the detroit area somehow Me but either. you've been to all these wonderful places all over the world yes and recently just did a tour of the midwest that started in minneapolis 
let's start and finish in Minneapolis, really. And we're doing the same thing right after we'll be in Lapeer. We go to Minneapolis, we start there. We go as far south and west as New Mexico and then come back, loop around. Oh, that's it's great. Illinois, right? Yeah. 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 So we're getting to know the Midwest quite well. Well, you spent some time at Chicago Lyric, you said. Mm-hmm. I've had friends. I was going to say, I've had friends that have worked at Chicago Lyric. A lot of the opera companies share people, scenery, props. And I used to work at Milwaukee Repertory Theater in the prop department. And so, yeah, there's a whole nother world within the opera world of people that primarily work on opera costumes and opera props and opera scenery. Yeah. So I knew some yeah. people from Chicago Lyric. Ah, cool. It is. It is. I like it when all the worlds kind Hold of collide. <laughs> yes, all the artistic worlds kind of collide, which kind of explains your act. It is a collision of the different worlds, the different <laughs> genres of music. <laughs> For sure. Well, I'm looking very forward to it. And we're going to see you April 16th. I think I got it right this time. 7.30 at the Picks. You can call and get your tickets at 810-664-4824 or online. Our website is centerforthearts.org. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Bringing a wonderful pianist from New York named Danny Zellibor with us. Oh, great. Um, which is someone we collaborate with a fair amount on the East Coast and West Coast. So he's a really fantastic, virtuosic, classical pianist. So it'll be nice to have him along playing playing with us, huh? Yep, sure will. And I've rented a baby grand piano for you. So that should be great too. Yeah. (laughs) Pulling out all the stops. (laughs) Thank you very much. We're looking forward to it. All right. Thank you. You take care and have a wonderful day. You too. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Can't wait. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Picks Podcast. To learn more about upcoming shows and events, visit www.centerforthearts.lapeer.org.